Reboot your credit card with Apple Card. It gives you unlimited daily cash back that can earn 4.15% annual percentage yield when you open a savings account. A high-yield, low-effort way to grow your money with no fees. Apply for Apple Card now in the Wallet app on iPhone to start earning and growing your daily cash with savings today. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings is available to Apple Card owners. Subject to eligibility. Savings accounts by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Terms apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That's On a Tuesday! It's all even with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbeam as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I'm all over the place, man. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment because the page is growing, baby. That All Even Wave. Get on that wave. Lots to get into. NBA news. Russell Westbrook is officially a Laker. Lucas signs the big contract. NFL, we have Michael Thomas going crazy. We got a situation brewing in Seattle that may not be so good for Russell Wilson. Dennis Schroeder. (laughs) Uh, I'm not done with him. Not by a long shot. And my Mets rant. Of course, I have to have one of those. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. They say you learn a lot about yourself and others when you're hurt or, you know, going through some rough times. You can always see who your close friends are. You can see who really cares about you in those situations. It can be for good. It can be for bad. The New Orleans Saints right now are kind of going through that situation here with their star wide receiver, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas set the regular season record in regards to receptions a couple of years back, it was two years back, 149 catches, 1,700 yards, was the offensive player of the year that year. Comes into last season and has a foot injury and is pretty much out for the entire duration of the year. He comes back towards the later part of the year, plays in the playoffs, but he's not himself. We clearly can see that. So, going to the offseason now, you know, the Saints are saying, listen, trust our doctors, you know, we want to see if you can be able to rehab this by yourself without surgery, but if it doesn't get any better, surgery is definitely calling. So, the Saints are trying to get in contact with Michael Thomas to find out how his rehab is going. He's not speaking to the organization. They have no contact. And surgery is still not here. So now, something that could have been situated and squared away back in April, March. We're now into June, July, and 
Now he's going to have to miss some games. And for whatever reason, over the last year and change, Michael Thomas just has kind of morphed into a a different guy, right? Had an argument with, with Sean Payton in practice, and all of these things are kind of stemming from what? I don't know. But he gets his money, things change. He gets hurt, you really start to see a different character come out. Hence why I say you learn a lot about people when you're hurt or when you're down in your luck. You learn a lot. And vice versa. Somebody can be going through something and you can actually see a different side of them. So he takes to he takes to his social media and says, oh, well, you know, I've been biting my tongue or whatever it was. And I'm paraphrasing saying that, you know, the organization, he can say some things about the organization, about what actually happened, but he not going to say nothing. Well, how about this? How about you do say something? How about you stand on your square and be honest in regards to exactly what you feel the organization did? Because in my eyes, the organization says to you, hey, Mike, you know, we want you to rehab this thing, but if it gets any worse, hey, we need surgery. And you have a different thought process or you want to go see a, another doctor, get a second and third opinion. That's fine, but communicate with your organization. They're paying you big money to be one of the best receivers in all of football. They're not going to trade you. They don't want you holding out. They don't want you sitting out the season and protest. They want their star player in uniform every Sunday. So my problem with this is that what has happened to Michael Thomas? Can the Saints actually go forward trusting a guy like this with such a gargantuan contract? This is a big concern. Legit buyer's remorse right now. Because the Saints, at this juncture, there's no Drew Brees. He's gone. They have to pick between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. And if you've seen the video... <laughs> Like a week a week ago, him trying to get through the drills we told my Jameis Winston. Now he he couldn't even get through them. Like that's what they're dealing with here. So they need all hands on deck. They need all the talent that they can be able to muster to get things done. This is a problem. This is a big problem. What are the Saints gonna do? Well. If I was the GM and the head coach of this team, I would get a hold of Michael Thomas's representatives and I would tell him, if you don't comply with team rules and guidelines, we're going to fine you. We're going to suspend you. We're going to what's best for the organization. And what's best for the organization is to not have guys do this. What type of example is Michael Thomas setting for the young guys that are looking up to him on this roster? Rookies. This is not a good look for the Saints or for their star player, quote-unquote. really isn't. 
But here's the tale of two cities, right? You have New Orleans going through that with their star player. And then up in Seattle, you have star left tackle Dwayne Brown going through a contract dispute with the Seattle Seahawks. They don't want to pay. And he shows up to camp and he's not participating in any practices. He's just there. He's like, yeah, I'm not playing until y'all give me my money. And remember, a few months back, we had Russell Wilson having issues with the organization. There was some rumor that him and Pete Carroll weren't getting along. And, you know, I guess they squared things up and everybody's fine. But now you're hearing Russell Wilson talk again. And he's saying that it's not a good look to have your star left tackle wanting a contract and he he can't get it. That's bad. What's also bad is that you trade for a safety that was in contract disputes with his original team. You trade for that safety and now you're having contract negotiation issues with that said player. Makes sense? Only the Seahawks could be able to blunder this up. This is what happens. You see what he was angling for when he was with the Jets, and we're talking about Jamal Adams here. People don't realize. So you make a trade for that guy. You trade two first-round picks for him. It doesn't matter at any point what he asks for. Jamal Adams has them over a barrel. There's nothing they can do. You give up that much draft capital for a player and you don't give in to his demands, you look like a real dumpster fire, not too bright organization. Now, Seattle, they've won a Super Bowl. They have the Legion of Boom in their history. Russell Wilson being a top four, top five quarterback in the league, MVP candidate, perennial. But the problem with them is that they operate like Bernie Madoff came through and, and hit him with a Ponzi scheme. They have no money to spend. That's the way they behave. So Dwayne Brown has to wait for his money. Jamal Adams has to wait for his money when I'm sure he was promised the contract upon the trade. And now you have your star player possibly upset with the organization once again playing with fire if the Seattle Seahawks don't kind of see what happened in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers of how he made sure things were on the up and up he held the franchise's feet to the fire he said listen this is what I want this is what I need I need some respect I need guys to understand what this is about it's not about money. It's about respect. Russell Wilson may need to have the same type of conversation with the Seattle Seahawks because we all know how they do things in regards to drafting. They're not great drafters. They don't spend money. And I saw an article today. Forgive me. I can't remember who wrote it. But the guy said that, oh, you know, anytime that Seattle doesn't extend a guy, it's for a reason and it kind of works out. Really? Has it worked out for him? Because haven't seen the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. For a guy that's as talented as Russell Wilson is, 
for him to not be be able to sniff an NFC title game since the last time they were in one a few years back, a few years back, that's a problem. That's on the organization. That has nothing to do with Russell Wilson. So both situations ain't good, man. If I'm going to pick one over the other in regards to what's better than the other, I, I would say that in the short term, it's going to be Seattle because they still have Russell Wilson in camp. He's there. He's not holding out. He's not, you know, disgruntled to the point where he's not participating. So in the short term, I'm going to Seattle. But long term, ooh, man, I'm, I'm telling you, Seattle got some issues, man. They got some real issues going forward. If DK Metcalf is 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 watching what's going on, he better be concerned. Like, yo, they may not pay me. So what 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 am I gonna do? It's a big problem, man. When you got an organization that feels that they know what they're doing when they really don't, that's a problem. But it's Seattle. I'm not shocked. And in the other breath, it's New Orleans. Drew Brees is gone, so that particular era and aura that the team had, they may not have anymore. Hell, they may go back to being the Saints, the team that used to win one, two, three games a season. Those bad teams, yeah, it's possible. So I am very curious to see how this works out. But at the end of the day, like I said, tale of two cities. You have different situations, but you both have organizations in in flux. They really have big decisions to make. And I'm so glad that I don't have to be the one making those decisions. Coming up after the break, Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> oh, man. On a Tuesday night. It's all leaving. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script podcast. Yeah, 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 we in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, listen. Shout out to the Old Even podcast. My oh, man Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, 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 What's up, whoa, man? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? What you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out to my young podcast. Yeah, my nigga, the joint. What's up? Oh, even. Oh, even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this guy. What's up, man? Oh, even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now, you got well, that's a shout out. You keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump all in the all game? All even podcast, right? Yeah, all even. That's your man? My man. All right, shout out to all even podcast. Cool. 100%. He cool. Is he? He cool? Let me see. Is he cool? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. 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 Who was my dummy of the week? That was on last episode, episode 97, but you can definitely check out Dummy of the Week on my Instagram page at All Even Podcast. Check that out, it's pretty funny. But Dennis Schroeder lost the $84 million deal with the Lakers because he wanted it to be fair. He wanted a fair deal. He wanted the fair market value. He wanted 16 to $20 million more than what the Lakers were giving him. So you see, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie get his $63 million. You see Lonzo Ball get his 80. You see TJ McConnell get his 37. 
You see Devontae Graham get his 47. You see Kyle Lowry get his 90. You see uh, Chris Paul get his 120. They was handing out big contracts for point guards. Not to Dennis, though. (laughs) But it gets better. Not only does he not get the $120 million that he was looking for, but he signs with the Boston Celtics for $5.9 million. So that's the taxpayer's mid-level exception. And here's the kicker. Here's what makes it even all the better for me. Is that they offered him the $5.9 million deal. His representatives go back and say, hey, we want to sign with you guys. But we'd rather the full exemption. We'd rather the full mid-level. We want the 10. And Boston said, oh, okay. All right, fine. Let me, let me go ahead and think about this, and we'll call you right back. Two seconds later, they don't leave the phone. They just put the phone down and say, yeah, we thought about it. We're giving you the 5.9. <laughs> he had no leverage at all. To say to Boston, well, another team is offering me this, so if you want me, you got to give me this. Nobody else wanted Dennis Schroeder. No one. And yet still at the last minute, you're trying to poach more money out of a team that really doesn't want to give you that full mid-level because you're not worth going into the luxury tax for. You're not worth triggering the hard cap. (laughs) I just wanted to be fair. (laughs) He needs to fire his agent. He needs to fire the people that are around him. He may need to fire himself. (laughs) You know what, Dennis? I think it might have been better for him to go to China or go overseas. Maybe he would have got the 10 to $15 million that he was looking for. I don't know. But for him to do all of that in the season and end up having to eat this, man, the basketball guys are too good. They're too good. They give me all of these gems throughout the year, and I just have to be very appreciative. Thank you. Because I was thinking that, Laker fans, when they see him on the Celtics and they and the Lakers play the Celtics next season, there's going to be booze. You're going to hear vociferous booze. Everybody's just going to boo him. It might be the loudest booze you've ever heard all year, right? But shouts to my man, Hove. Shouts to my man, Dre. He said to me, you know what? He may not get booed. He may get the biggest applause in the building because Laker fans will say, thank God the basketball gods that he didn't sign that $84 million deal. What a mistake that would have been. So maybe he will be celebrated for all time for saying thank you for being such a bonehead for not doing this because we offered you a contract and we were bidding against ourselves because if we would have known that there was no market (laughs) for Dennis Schroeder, they would have offered you $6 million, and that still would have been more than you got from the Celtics. (laughs) Ah, (laughs) 
I can't wait until next season. Because if he thinks that he's going to go back into the market and maybe get $100 million from another team, newsflash, people are watching. There's no way Dennis Schroeder is going to average 20 points on the Boston Celtics, not with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart there. Not going to happen. So we'll see exactly what his role is and how he fits in. But if you can't fit in with a defending champ and you over here calling shots, I can guarantee you he's not going to be calling shots in Boston. He's not going to walk in there and say, yeah, I, I, I need to be the starter here. Brad Stevens and them are going to look at him like, starter where? <laughs> how did that work out last season? You're going to play whatever role we tell you to play. And the money that we're giving you, that dictates that. So enjoy Boston, Dennis Schroeder. I just hope that it's fair. <laughs> I hope it's fair for you. I hope they treat you fair. And I hope you get back into the open market because guess what? After next season, I'll be waiting again. And I'll be waiting exactly to see what you get because you're going to be right back into the dummy verse. You can't escape it. Once you've entered the dummy twilight zone, you can't leave. That's where you are. That's where you'll stay. Moving on. Moving on. Luka Doncic signs a five-year, $207 million deal with the Dallas Mavericks to stay in Dallas for the next five years, obviously. And what are my thoughts about it? What do I think about Dallas going forward? Can they be contenders? It's tough to say because Porzingis is there. What are they going to do with him? Uh, Tim Hardaway has been very good for Dallas. They re-signed him in the offseason, absolutely. But the viability of this franchise, what? how are they going to be able to put enough talent around Luka to compete for championships? Can they draft? They don't draft fairly well. They really don't. When they're at the top of the draft, like you can get a Luka, okay, you know, you're not going to miss that. But in regards to other situations, they really haven't, they really haven't struck it rich in regards to the draft. They gave the Knicks their picks, and you see what the Knicks have done. So can they be able to improve? Yes, they can improve because they have one of the best players in the league. But is it going to be a situation where Luka looks at his future and says, I don't, I don't know if it's in Dallas. You know, the, the contract is coming up. You know, I, I, I may need to possibly get out of here that's what I see ended up happening honestly maybe Luca is one of those guys that he's a lifer he wants to stay with one organization if that's the case then hey kudos to Dallas but I don't see Dallas winning a championship I just don't I think that Luca there's a lot of things in his game that he needs to fix but he's young enough to be able to do that I have no doubt that he'll be able to become a better free throw shooter as well as better three-point shooter but can they find the pieces to put around him I just am not certain about that can Jason Kidd get this team to where they want to be I'm not too sure about that either so shouts to Luca for signing the big bag uh, Dallas had to do this if there was more money to offer him, they would have did it. So 
you know, I, I, I understand. I understand that they wanted to lock up their young star and commit to him, but now the work starts for them. They have to put a good team around him. They can't just say, hey, you know, ah, you're young, we'll figure it out, we'll be bad for a few years and come up one day. No, 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 no. He's waiting for you guys to be able to put a viable team around him so he can be able to compete for titles. That's what he wants. So if that's not in the cards for the Dallas organization, then you might as well just trade him soon because it won't end well if you're not planning to really, really legitimately, honestly turn this team into a championship contender. Moving on, moving on. Russell Westbrook has his introductory press conference with the Los Angeles Lakers today, and everybody's excited. Rob Palenka was up there, and Coach Vogel was there, and Russ talked about a lot of things about how he doesn't have anything to prove. He's successful. He's made it. Made it out the hood. Graduated uh, from UCLA. Got his degree. Made it to the NBA. Won an MVP. So he has nothing to prove. And to me, that's not what I wanted to hear. He said a lot of other things that I did not particularly enjoy as well. Saying that, oh, you know, yeah, you know, we 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 definitely going to compete and play hard. But, you know, if we don't win a championship, it's definitely about a inspiring lives and touching others and pause. That's what something like that, he said. It's about winning championships here in L.A. He grew up in Los Angeles, so he should understand that. The Lakers compete for titles. So when you get here, the expectation for the fan base as well as the organization is to win championships, not to inspire. You inspire people by winning championships. That's the way it works in L.A. So Russell Westbrook... I've had my reservations about this move. Hell, I took to YouTube and made a video about it. Called myself a jinx because after I made the video, shortly after that, a few days later, Russell Westbrook gets traded to the Lakers. So, my thing is this. I'm not too high on his basketball IQ. He has one of the highest usage rates in NBA history. He turns the ball over a ton. He's not a high-percentage shooter from behind the arc as well as mid-range. Doesn't shoot free throws well. He's not a great defender anymore because he spends so much energy on the offensive end. So what am I looking forward to? I'm hoping that LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the veterans that they have accumulated on this team that they've acquired in the offseason can be able to tell Russ, hey, we all are going to play our roles. We need you to play yours as well. Everybody's going to have to change their games just to fit Russell Westbrook. They all know that. They all understand that. They all signed up for that. So I don't want to hear him talking about, yeah, we're here to inspire Oh, I don't have anything to prove. When you put on the purple and gold, you have a lot to prove. Shaquille O'Neal, when he got here, had a lot to prove because he wanted to win a championship. 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, champion with the Milwaukee Bucks, came here and won a few MVPs. But the teams were bad. He wanted to win, so he still had a lot to prove. Kobe Bryant, after Shaq left and he was dubbed the guy, could have sat on his laurels and said, hey, I won three championships already. I'm good. No, 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 no. He wanted more because he had something to prove. LeBron James, when he got here in 2018, said that, yeah, it's about winning championships. It's about trying to compete and bring this franchise back to respectability. He had something to prove. Carmelo Anthony comes in here and says, I want that ring bad. I've accomplished a whole bunch of things in my career. But that championship eludes me and I want it. Still has something to prove. So I don't want to hear from my point guard saying you don't have anything to prove. You have everything to prove. You're Lakers now. You're not a Houston Rocket. You're not an Oklahoma City Thunder. You're not a Washington Wizard. You're a Laker. That means something. That's like putting on the pinstripes in baseball. It means something. You can't go to the Yankees and say, hey, I've accomplished a ton of my career. I have nothing to prove. You think the Yankee fans in New York will like that? So that's what I'm saying is that when I heard the press conference, I was all positive. Okay, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to make sure that I give this a fair shot to see how it works, how everybody sacrifices, how they come together as a team. But with his brown hair and the comments that he made, I, just, I already have a headache. Because I'm like, why? Why does he have brown hair? I, I don't, I didn't get it. I don't get it. I don't get Russ. But I hope he gets it on the court this season. That's all I care about. Moving on to a topic that I really, I really don't even want to talk about, but I, I guess I have to. The New York Mets have been in first place pretty much the entire season. Have they been playing well? No, you know, they had injuries upon injuries. Jacob DeGrom has been on the IL for a while. He's not coming back until early September at the earliest. So they've had a lot of bad situations happen. Michael Conforto, he's trashed this season, can't hit. Luis Rojas, not a good manager in my opinion. But here's the thing that, that really set me off. The Mets get swept by the Philadelphia Phillies. They lose first place. They're in a tailspin. And what does management do? What does the front office put out there? They put out that... Luis Rojas' job is safe. Ain't got to worry about him losing his job because, you know, they understand that injuries are a part of the game and sometimes it's not your fault. So, hey, we're not going to blame the manager. This is when I lose it, right? I threw my hat in the backyard. You can check the video on Instagram. And it stays there. I have not moved it. It's rained. Whole bunch of dirt. So I, I am not moving that hat. Because here's the thing with me. When guys are hurt, you always hear the phrase, next man up. No excuses. So how in another breath, 
you can be able to say, oh, well, you know, manager, he's going to stay because there's a lot of injuries. So maybe if the team was healthy, they'd be 10, 15 games over 500 or 10 to 15 games up in the division. How many chances are they going to give this guy? What more do you have to see to realize he's not a good manager? And on top of that, you got guys like Carlos Carrasco coming off the 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 you know the injury that he had. He gave up a, a, a three-run bomb tonight to Soto. Mets can't win a game, much less score runs. They can't win. Every time out, they're giving up big hits, big runs. Four runs in the first inning. Six runs in the second inning. They just can't get out of their own way. And a part of me wants them to lose so badly and not make the playoffs and not win the division so they can let Rojas walk. That's what I want. I want people to stop saying that Taiwan Walker is a good pitcher. I want people to stop saying that Edwin Diaz is a great closer because they're not. Seattle probably realized, you know what? Maybe we can be able to get out of this Edwin Diaz situation. So let's attach Robinson Cano to it and get the deal done. And here comes Brody. Oh, it's a great deal. We're going to get a closer and we're going to get Robbie Cano. How has that worked out for the Mets? You have one guy that's suspended for PEDs for a whole season. You have another guy that can't, he can't find a save anymore. Can't can't have an outing without giving up runs. The man has like a four ERA as a, as a closer. You kidding me? There's nobody playing well on this team right now. Javi Baez comes over in the trade. He had a game where he struck out five times and five at bats. Up 2-0 and counts and he's just swinging. Doesn't matter if it's in the dirt. If it's over his head, if it, if it gets thrown in the stands, he's swinging. Discipline. Where is the manager to be able to teach this team discipline? Oh, no, 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 no. We don't have that. We have a guy that just sits there when certain things need to be challenged on the field. He just sits there with this stupid look on his face. I'm sick of it. Now, I'll never turn in my Met car just like I did the Jets because I love the Mets. I grew up on this team. I grew up being a sufferer. I grew up kid from Queens, so I'm not going to give up on them. But the problem that I have is their decision-making. The problem that I have is the certain guys that they have playing on this team. Certain guys that don't belong, like J.D. Davis. Michael Conforto may end up being the Dennis Schroeder in baseball come winter meetings, I can tell you that. Because he has the Scott Boris agent and, you know, they don't negotiate during the season. Okay, I want to know what team is going to pony up $100 million after seeing the season that Michael Conforto has. Barely batting 200. Has what, like seven home runs, 20 plus RBIs. It's a terrible season. So if Scott Boris can be able to trick some GM out there to take that guy and give them $100 million to do it, he is the greatest 
agent ever. Ever. Ton of issues with this team, and I'm definitely going to say it. They're a dumpster fire. This team is a dumpster fire. And it's not going to be put out anytime soon. Because the offense stinks, the pitching stinks, the coaching stinks. Trifecta. You have a new owner, same Met problems. How is that possible? Are we that cursed? Is it that much of a jinx? You know, funny story I'll tell you. Shouts to my man, Alfred, from the Metropolitan Report, who's pissed off right now because the Mets are terrible. He jokingly with with a with a you know another friend of ours said that this was a Met town. From the day that he said it, the Mets went into the tank, and from the day that he said it, the Yankees went the other way. Jinx. The jinx is real. People got to stop, man. Let the season play out before you say crazy things like this. Because look at what's going on. Now, I'm not blaming my man, Alfred. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that the Mets need to be better. They need to make better decisions. Luis Rojas is not the guy. I can tell you that right now. And if they don't sign back Javi Baez, I'm going to lose my mind. You don't make a trade for a guy like that and don't re-sign him. There's no other team that I root for that puts me in a bad mood like the Mets. When the Mets lose, my week is ruined. Ruined. The fact that they've been losing more than they've been winning, you should you can only imagine how I feel right now. Not even my cat wants to be around me. It's how bad it is. It's time to change, man. It's time to have an offseason like the Yankees. Spend a lot of money. Get some big bats in here. Let's look like the Dodgers. Let's look like a team that actually knows what they're doing. But it has to start with getting rid of that manager. I've had enough. I've seen enough. I've heard enough. He can take Edwin Diaz, Michael Conforto, (laughs) J.D. Davis, Carrasco. He can take all of them with him. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Tuesday night. It's all even. This is the God Jensen Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also, check us out at cigarjensengals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So who is my first candidate for Dummy of the Week? May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is... The Washington Wizards organization. The Washington Wizards organization is my candidate for... Dummy. Yeah. Because 
they did something really, really good in the offseason. They traded away Russell Westbrook to the Lakers. They got Kyle Kuzma. They got KCP. They got Montrez Harrell. So they got depth. They got players, whether you think they're good or not. They got players, got depth on their team, got younger. But they also signed Spencer Dinwiddie, one of the bright young stars in the NBA, played for the Brooklyn Nets over the last few seasons. Signed him to a three-year deal worth $63 million. All of those things are great. That's not why they're here, though. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the Washington Wizards have different incentives in Spencer Dinwiddie's contract. You know, all-star appearance and Supermax and all this other stuff. But there's also a $1 bonus that if the team wins the championship, he can go ahead and collect. Now, this particular thing, you know, I don't want to say that they're idiots. They're not. I think they did this tongue-in-cheek, but you still got to be on the show anyway. You still got to be a candidate. I'm sorry. Because even they, even they know that calling themselves a championship team or even saying that they're going to win the title next year, they're even making fun of it. You know why? Because it's the Washington Wizards. When was the last time you seen the Wizards good at anything? <laughs> the last time they were good. The last time they were good was when Gilbert Arenas, a.k.a. the Hibachi was there, Agent Zero. And the only thing that they were good at at that time was showing each other their guns in the locker room. <laughs> they've, they've always had an issue. Hell, they were called the Bullets at one time. So let's go back to this. They put a incentive of a dollar in Spencer Dinwiddie's contract. Because they just, they just know how bad they are. So... Shouts to them for having a sense of humor, but I still got to get you. I still got to get you for all the other things that you did. Now, although I said I'd give you compliments and um, job well done in regards to getting the Russell Westbrook deal done, you still landed Kyle Kuzma. So even though you got Spencer Dinwiddie and you got all these other things going on and they're trying to build a nice team around Bradley Beal. You'll be the dummy of the week every week, in my opinion, because Kyle Kuzma's on the roster. Oh, he thought I was done with him. No, 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 no. I'll never be done. Just like Paul George, Waldo George, Black Cat Paul. No, 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 no. Kyle Kuzma will always be here. And the thing is, I'm saying that it's tongue-in-cheek, but contracts are a serious thing. Somebody had to draw this up and really be serious. You know, we're going to put a championship incentive in here. How much should we put in there if he leads us to a championship? 10000 Nah, let's just put a dollar. Let's put, put a dollar right now because our value is so low. Let's put a dollar, and then, you know, if things kind of, we can be able to revise this contract, go up to $6.00. Maybe we maybe we can hit $10. <laughs> Come on, man. Y'all got to be better than that. So the Washington Wizards, you guys have made losing a real joke because you're even joking on yourselves. But guess what? You're possibly a winner 
for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. I'll see you guys on Saturday. But until then, stay safe, stay cool, peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Podbeam, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.